This is Terminal Talk, the audio journal for the Owensville Terminal Model Railroad. Welcome, and thank you for listening. My name is Tom Conboy, and I will be discussing the experience of building an HO Model Railroad, as well as other model railroad and railroad-related topics. This is episode number eight. Today on the podcast, I will be discussing rail fanning and model railroading. Let's take a look at rail fanning and model railroading. What is rail fanning? Rail fanning is watching trains and or photographing them. It's a hobby in itself. Many who rail fan do not necessarily build model railroads. The digital age of photography has really opened up the hobby of rail fanning. You don't need a lot of expensive equipment or extensive experience to take good photographs. One advantage with digital cameras is you can immediately see what your photo looks like without having to wait for film to be developed. Let's take a look at some basic equipment for rail fanning and photographing trains. The first thing you're going to need, obviously, is a camera. Point and shoot works well for this. Higher end digital cameras offer more flexibility. You can adjust the exposure and aperture settings, which comes in handy for the variety of lighting found along the right of way. Don't forget digital video cameras and cell phones. You can take still photos with most video cameras and cell phones. You can also post train videos on the internet. One site that most people are familiar with is YouTube. The next item, which is useful for rail fanning, is a railroad map or atlas. A few companies do provide railroad maps, and these come in various prices. Railroad maps can become dated, and this is due to rail line abandonments and mergers. This is not necessarily a bad thing. Older maps allow you to find the right-of-way of lines that were abandoned many years ago. You can also use online maps. Some examples are from Google and Yahoo Maps. These can sometimes be dated as well. Satellite images of rail lines are fairly current. The nice thing about online maps is you can print out the maps you need for a particular rail fan trip and go. Here's a tip. Save these map printouts. Use a three-hole punch and place them in a three-ring binder for future reference. Food and clothing is something you need to consider as well. Bring a lunch. Certainly a lot cheaper than eating out. Although, when I rail fan, I do enjoy eating out on those trips. Don't forget to dress appropriately. Rail fanning can be a lot like hunting. You may have to wait a while for your quarry to arrive on the scene. Here's some optional equipment you may find useful. A camera tripod is very helpful, especially with a video camera. This cuts down on the shaking which can blur photos and make people nauseous when viewing your videos. I'm one of those people that gets motion sickness very easily. A radio scanner is also useful. These come in handy for tracking train movements in the area. An example of this is the signal that's sent from the rear-end device of a train. There is a designated channel for the flashing rear-end device on your scanner. It will sound when a train is approaching or leaving an area. And this is useful sometimes when a train is getting ready to approach your area. The end of train device will go off on your scanner usually a few seconds before a train approaches. Rail fanning timetables are another useful tool. Some example publications are those timetables from Altamont Press. These timetables are sometimes useful for planning particular train movements in a given area. Some rail fanning timetables list scanner frequencies for the railroads in the area covered by the timetable. The last, but certainly not least, item I want to discuss is safety and trespassing. Let's take a look at safety first. You should never walk or photograph on the track. Trains and rolling stock can come upon you with little advance warning. This is especially true in rail yards. Locomotives and rolling stock on welded rail can move almost silently due to the absence of the clickety-clack noise made by wheels on rail joints. 
In other words, with welded rail, there's very few rail joints, hence no noise. Speaking of rail yards, let's look at the issue of trespassing. Railroad property is private property. Stay off the right-of-way and tracks, and stay out of rail yards. Make sure to stay on public property. If you unintentionally wander onto railroad property, remember you may be asked to leave. Don't argue, just do it. If you want to get a photo of an item that is located on railroad property, there are legal options. The one thing you can do is ask for permission. Some railroads will grant permission, but there are some important things to remember before seeking permission. Number one, railroads are businesses. Your presence can interfere with the conduct of railroad business. Because of this, they may deny your request. Don't take it personally. Number two, ask politely. Your attitude can affect your chances of obtaining permission. Negative attitudes and actions can ruin it for future rail fans who seek permission. Number three, if permission is granted, stay in designated areas. Please follow the railroad company's wishes. There's a fourth important point you will need to remember. Sometimes you may be asked to leave an area by local police or railroad police even if you are on public property. Remember your rights, but be polite about it. This podcast is hosted for free by podbean.com. The next item I want to discuss is combining model railroading with rail fanning. Railroad photographs are an excellent resource for building a model railroad. Let's look at a few examples. If you are modeling a specific prototype, you can take photos of the actual railroad to assist you in the planning and building of a model railroad. You can use photos of the track work, structures, motor power, and rolling stock. The only downside to this is you will be limited to the modern era. You can use photos from today to help model a railroad from the past. Keep in mind that track arrangements and structures can change drastically in only a few years. Another example is to use prototype photos for a freelance railroad. You can take photos of track work and lineside structures and incorporate these into a freelance model railroad. Don't forget about photographing abandoned railroads. Some abandoned railroads still have rail in place, and many that don't still have visible signs of the right-of-way. Some right-of-ways can give you an idea of how track might have been arranged. Another rail fanning resource can be used to assist in building a model railroad. This resource is online photo albums. Many rail fans post their photos on the internet. These photos can cover several different eras of railroading. These photos can include structures, track arrangements, locomotive power such as steam, diesel, and electric locomotives, as well as rolling stock, both freight and passenger equipment. One resource I use is found at railroadpicturearchives.net. This site has over 2 million photos of railroads from all over the globe. Rail fanning and model railroading are both wonderful standalone hobbies, but are twice as nice when combined together. Time now for layout updates. The Reagan feed mill kit is finally back under construction. I started by painting the windows a green color, and you can find out why I chose that color on the OT Model Railroad blog page. Look up the February 8th musing post for more details. I also glaze the windows. I use a product from Microscale called Micro Crystal Clear. But I have problems with air bubbles. As hard as I try, I still get them. It's probably more my fault than the product's fault. After the window glazing dried, I glued these in place with carpenter's wood glue. 
I just used the toothpick, smeared it around the edge of the window openings, and placed the windows in the window openings. Being careful not to let the carpenter's glue ooze out around the front of the windows onto the clapboard siding. I also painted the wood trim for the building. I first applied an alcohol and India ink wash to the wood. I let this dry. Then I painted the trim the same color as the windows. I noticed a problem. I noticed the paint came out too light a shade on the wood trim. It didn't look like the same color as the windows. This is probably due to the fact that the windows are made from plastic and they were primed and the wood is wood and it was not primed. So what I did was I found a darker shade of green to compensate for the difference between the plastic windows and the wood trim. I was able to match the color and I'm pleased with the results. The next step is to assemble the walls and install the corner trim boards. The work on the grain elevator kit is going much slower. I did apply some more corrugated siding to the grain mill kit, but I ran out of cut pieces, so I need to cut up several more pieces to scale dimensions, and I just haven't felt like doing it. The next layout update I wish to share with you is the future expansion of the layout. I talked about this a little in episode 7, but I'm starting to think about a new track plan for the extension. I'll give more details in episode 9 of the podcast. Be sure to check the OT Model Railroad blog page for layout updates and photos. Time now for Information Station. Internet links for items discussed in this podcast can be found on the Terminal Talk main page at terminaltalk.podbean.com. I want to share with you some links related to this episode's podcast. There are many railfanning resources on the Internet. Here are a few I would like to share with you. Altamont Press offers railfanning timetables for purchase, and you can find these at www.altamontpress.com forward slash store. Google, Yahoo, MapQuest and Bing all offer online map products. Be sure to check their websites for more information. RailroadPictureArchives.net offers over 2 million photos of railroads and you can find that at www.rrpicturearchives.net. A new site I recently discovered is called TrainLife. You can find it at www.trainlife.com. This site includes model railroad and prototype railroad information. Make sure to sign up And if you do, please feel free to add me as a friend. Reagan Feed Mill is made by RailroadKits.com, and you can find out more about this kit and many others at www.railroadkits.com. Be sure to check the Terminal Talk podcast main page for this episode's show links. Railfanning is a great and relaxing hobby, but can also be a modeling resource. I encourage you to give it a try. This concludes this episode of the podcast. Be sure to check back next time when I will be discussing more of what's going on with the Owensville Terminal Model Railroad. Thanks for listening. Royalty-free music for Terminal Talk has been provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incompetech.com